One a piece of beef that's like worth sitting down for and pouring a red wine Genova. Go to the Duke's Umbrella. That's happening. Do I'm it. Going there next Sunday. They have like caramelised carrots. Oh, stop. Caramelized I'm going there Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going there on Sunday. That's a plan. And, and, your, and your red wine Genova comes in this little thin kind of pot thing. So you can pick how much you, can see you that, want. That's what I like about uh, you want to you in your Yorkie. Yeah, you I can hate do it. when you get it and it's over the top of it already. Yeah, like, like why you decide portion control my gravy? Uh, who, who are you to decide where that was? You know why I like it. Yeah, feel me here. Gravy boats exist for a reason. <laughs> so <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that is that is how that is how you judge a Sunday roast. Yeah. I think that starts off our podcast. Welcome. <laughs> it does. Welcome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bella's at the Good Shit Guru. Yes. I'm here. <laughs> the, the, the Good Shit Guru is in the in, building. In the building. Mm-hmm. In the building. Um, today we just wanted to go with the flow because sometimes we do like Q&As with guests and sometimes we don't and mm-hmm. just feel like your energy. Well, like, flow. Just flows. Yeah. 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 My Tell answers will inform the questions. <laughs> we'll just do one question to begin with, and yeah. that is just tell us something about you. Something about me. Um, something non related to the Good Shit Guru would be when I was like nine, I was in a snake show. A snake show? Yeah, what I was that? the assistant in a snake show. <laughs> oh my god. Like, I, mean, I mean, you need to come on to our animal podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like the new David A here. No, there was this like yellow snake, right? And he wrapped it right around my abdomen, right? And then, this was on holiday. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a slave. I'm imagining Brittany with a yellow snake. I'm a slave. Yeah. Well, I was imagining death because this wee lassie came up and started poking it in the head whilst it was round me. And I was like, could this not end badly? And then I had one in my hands and one somewhere else. Yeah. I got picked out of the crowd. Funnily oh. enough, I'm not scared of snakes anymore. I think it was like a flooding exercise. Yeah, no, that's like exposure therapy. I'm not scared of snakes either. I was. I remember being on holiday once and having one round my neck. Like, yeah, I had a uh, weird feeling. Yeah, and that we had an alligator on our lap as well. It was gator hands, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it was like a baby. This is so wrong. This is so wrong it for is. And the teeth it shut. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Not good. And really? it was yeah, and it was like me and my brother must have been about nine at the time and we had this little baby alligator sitting on us and a snake round our necks. So bad. I know. I, know. I would never but do everyone that. I know. I know. <laughs> but that's probably why I'm not scared of gators. Not <laughs> 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 that you can't cross them and no, I know. <laughs> I'm not scared of snake. But I'm terrified, terrified of spiders. Oh yeah, same. <laughs> If it had been a spider show, it would be a whole lot different. I, I don't think I'd be here to tell you, because <laughs> it's like, scary. Um, I'm still not totally against having a pet tarantula. But You're not scared of spiders? No. I did say that I would quite like a tarantula and Jennifer told me that we would no longer, <laughs> no longer be in business together. No. If there was even a slight chance that you had to bring that in But work. why on earth would I ever need Maybe to bring my tarantula to, to work? I would take it to the vet and take it home again. <laughs> I think I'd plummet your clientele. <laughs> 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 like, sorry, it's bring your like. Sorry, oh, Percy's here. Too. Percy's here, but so is my fucking tarantula. What would you call it? I don't know. Fucking. Oh, <laughs> that gives me the fear. Yeah, it's like it would have a really cute. It would either have a really cute exactly. name or a really fucking Sweet. badass name. Like thunder. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it just gives me the, the heebies. Yeah, there was a spider that ran across my um, doobie yesterday morning. I was like sat at the end of the bed and I was about I mean, to start blowing down my hair and Joey it just and Chandler. Chandler. I know, I was like, come on guys. I know. Joey and Chandler are not doing their duty. No. They're and not then, earning their keep. No. And then <laughs> last night, um, Lee got in from his flight and I opened the door and I was like stood and I was like, there's a spider there right in front of me. There's a spider there right in front of me. He was okay. And like, Lee just like held the door open and he was like, come on, me guy. I thought. And it ran out this point. Really? Yeah. Spider whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, come on, man, come on, pal. Yeah, like, like they don't want, yeah. they don't want to be in your house. That's yeah. what I think. I think seeing a spider is in my home. I'm kind of like, I mean, you can chill here if you want, but I think you'd be happier outside. Hmm. See, I think that they're, also, they're, they're, they're purpose to incite fear yeah. when I feel like. How did you get there? Like you weren't there. How did you get there? The <laughs> yeah. corner of a room. Like yeah. what? 
Yeah, you put all. It's as if it just appeared like Harry Potter. Like, yeah. you know how they do that thing where they like just like yeah, just throw like dust on themselves yeah. in an eye? Yeah. Just like apparated. Yeah. That would be my. It's going to be really off topic, but apparition would be my superpower of choice. Metamorphosis would be mine. Yeah, There'd be yeah. nothing more enjoyable about turning into a cupboard and hearing someone bitch about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, I'm here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or you could you could technically as well, right? I feel like metamorphosis is the superpower of all superpowers. Cause see, if you wanted to like fly, you could met- morph into a bird. Yeah. You want to swim, you can morph into a fish. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. You yeah. can do like. Want to be invisible? You can morph into a mirror. Mm-hmm. What would be tiny? You morph know. into an ant. Interesting. Super strength, morph into like a big weightlifter guy. Mm. So I feel like that's I've fair. got the, the trump card. Yeah, that is trump card. <laughs> I never thought of that before because yeah. I always thought like either flying or being mm-hmm. able to like athlete. It's because people are always like, oh, but yeah, I can fly. If I fly, I can fly anywhere. And I'm like, yeah, but you can't. I can athlete to the moon. Mm. I can I can get there instantly. I don't need to fly. I don't need to take the journey. You could be the moon. You could be the moon. You could be the moon. Yeah, you've got the trump card. But yeah. then would that be like, um, and what's that film with the, big, the blue man? Watchman. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. discussion. So he becomes too all He becomes powerful. too aware. Yeah. Becomes, and then he just goes and works on the moon. Yeah. I oh. feel him then. Yeah. <laughs> what is it he says? Like, I'm sick of these people in this world and their yeah. lives and yeah. all this shit. And he moves mean. to the moon. Yeah. yeah. And just like plays with his sand. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Have you ever watched Watchmen? No. 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 It's a com- it was always a comic and uh, it's right. like a three hour long film and it's Do they all wear fedoras? Uh, no. Oh, right. But there's like a kind of fedora it like the guy does there's a guy that does everyone. Why do I feel like the front colour is like yellow with fedoras? It's yellow, yeah, that is yellow. There's a guy that's more it's like kinda what's that called? Like 50s detective style. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That's part of it, yeah. The front cover is yellow. But there's lots of different, and it's it's like over, I would say like for kind of forty year thing, because it flashes back and forward to like the the much young and older. But um, there's lots of sub storyline, plotline, te- like it kinda, blows up in your yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. And then he ends up in the moon. Is yeah. that how they end it? Mm, that's like, ages. and then he woke up. It was all on him. Like, no, it's like it's, that's how it ends for him. Right. That's. <clears throat> I'm tired of Earth. These people. I'm tired of being caught up in the tangle of our lives. But he's like this all powerful. Because he can like he can see the past, present, and f- future. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. Bless so him. yeah, exactly. So he's just like, nah, actually, fuck this. Because he just and then he just goes to the moon. Yeah. Which is when you said that you could be the moon. He's like some tarot reader by then. <laughs> 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 yeah. You're doomed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Do you want to know a good shit guru fact? Yes. I was like, honestly, you know, <laughs> the crowd yes. goes wild, yeah. actually, you know. <laughs> What's that, a queue out the door? <laughs> right, good shit guru fact. Do you want to know what the good shit guru does? Yes. On the daily? Yes. Right. Good shit guru is me, Alice, and I am a spiritual life coach, author in psychology, master's in psychology, and my mission is to boot you out of your kind of hamster wheel thought processes, the, the thought processes that cause pain or vulnerability or cause second guessing in the, the current, your current present lived reality. So what I would do, I do energy work, I do one-to-one work, and basically in a really comfortable way, make you uncomfortable, make you comfortable with the uncomfortable and kind of get you to open the treasure chest of all the stuff that just doesn't light you up anymore or all the stuff that feels stagnant that needs to like go so that you can really live a happy, fulfilled, energetic life. So. I do that through shadow work, I do that through energy work, I do that through informed psychology based activities and I don't claim I'm a therapist or anything like that. 
-hmm. It's totally alternative to that. I'm not going to sit down in a room with you and ask you how do you feel about that and all sort of more traditional stuff which works for many people and I've had therapy myself through the clinical route and it serves a purpose but say good shit guru work informs you of your individual power your individual sense of self lots of people know you know I don't like that person's energy or the energy in this room is weird or I love the energy when I'm around that person but often I think people struggle to locate their own internal energy like what does that actually mean like hear it all the time or reclaiming and stepping into your personal power like that is more than just an Instagram post that's more than just something that someone said in a self-help book that's like a genuine thing that exists inside you do you know what I mean? Like, right now, in this room, every single thing in this room is moving, but we can't see it moving. The world is spinning, we can't feel it. Half the people are apparently upside down in Australia, but they don't have any blood rushing to their head, right? The human mind is elusive. It believes what it wants to believe. It believes what it conditions itself to see. So I don't walk into this room and see all of the molecules of this white table vibrating but they they have been scientifically proved that they are so every single thing in earth vibrates every single thing in earth lets off a vibrational frequency and that frequency is energy right so my kind of i don't like the word expertise but my knowledge exists in Find, getting you to find the stuff that vibrates on the exact same frequency as you or if you feel that you're maybe vibrating low I show you how you can be attracting through the law of vibrations other things that are making you feel that way and basically locate the things that make you vibrate high okay that, that makes yeah. sense mm-hmm. yeah. like if you pick up a book you ever go into like a bookshop or whatever, or or even an item of clothing or anything, a coffee that you like, a drink that you like, that drink or that book or that piece of clothing is vibrating too, right? Yep. And, and it does sound a bit woo-woo this, I suppose, but if you pick up something and you've got an unexplainable immediate connection to it, like, oh, I really like that book. You don't even know what's in it. You haven't yeah. read the blurb. It's because there's something about the energetic frequency of that item that's literally vibrating at the same frequency as you and that's why you end up buying it on an impulse. It's energy. It's everywhere. And I think like the world kind of needs someone to educate on energy. Yeah, I I think that there's, there is, there's like so many things in life that are your quote unexplainable mm-hmm. but yeah. they're actually not unexplainable it's just that we don't know why yeah most of the time when we over explain as humans we're trying to categorize things rather than just feel them yeah. yeah we often like to think our feelings rather than feel our feelings like psychology exists to like dissect the human brain and human behavior it literally tries to make science out of invisible entities. It's very peculiar that human beings are the creators of psychology. Human beings are the creators of deciding whether someone ends up or winds up with a diagnosis based on human analogy. A human diagnosing a human, how bizarre is that? How abnormal is that? Do you know what I mean? But it's a science. But it's made by humans. Man-made. So, like, I think the thing that trumps that is the energy surrounding someone that believes that their brain power exerts some sort of hierarchy to diagnose a person, to decide a good or a bad person or a good or a bad thing. Like, see, everything on earth, everything around us is neutral. Like, see that coffee? I've got coffee beside me, by the way. That coffee there is neutral. It doesn't taste good or bad. It just is what it is. It's my assumption 
that places value on that coffee. And I think, like, in psychology, I love psychology, by the way, I'm not slating it, because I absolutely love and I'm fascinated by the function of the human mind. But I'm more fascinated by making sure that we're aware of energy, because the human mind, analysing the human mind, I mean, there's definitely room for some error in there, somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Assumptious er error kind of thing. Um, for example, see our brains, right? See, see, literally at the very front of our brains, we've got these two ventricles, right? And they actually hold this fluid, a bit like a crater in a moon, and they hold this fluid, and this fluid is perceptive fluid, right? Mm-hmm. You could have more perceptive fluid than me, which means that you have a bigger ability to perceive, right? Mm-hmm. Perception is the human assumption of what it sees in reality, right? You and me, or you and me, or all of us, could be in a museum right now, or an art gallery looking at a painting, right? That painting appears the exact same to all of us. In reality, that painting does not change for any of us. It, it looks as it looks. But our perceptions of that painting will be entirely different. Like, I might hate it and think it's rotten. You might burst out crying and think, oh my goodness, that's so emotional. And you might be quite indifferent. But the painting is the same. So if you think, like, if a painting can do that to human perception, think of all the things in a single day that you perceive totally, completely different than the actual presented reality. It's insane. Yeah. We do really, as humans, operate on this, I don't know how to explain it, we operate on a desperation to understand ourselves, right, all the time. We, we operate on a desperation to find ourselves and know ourselves and understand other people and understand the relationships and we're surrounded everywhere by human beings that claim to be these educative speakers on this stuff but they too are perceivers so they too have a warped sense of the lived reality and i think what's probably a really good thing for the world right now is that we all inform ourselves as the motivational speaker for ourselves knowing that our perception is the unique perception our perception is ours and the perception comes from a brain function that, I mean, it's just biology, but really our lived experiences to do with energy and frequency and invisible entities. Like you can find, you can locate the brain, you can't find the mind, like you can't point to your mind, you can't point to the feeling of love, you can't point to anger, you can only point to things that are there. But nobody questions that feeling you feel when you're in love with someone or when you're really angry. There's an energetic feeling and it's undeniable. Like signs will struggle to quantify it. But science was made by men. At the end of the day, science is man-made. So energy is just a part of existence that we don't understand because we can't touch it and see it and hear it. So science, which was made by men, who are closed off to some things naturally, doesn't cover energy. So that's where I come in. I love that. That makes sense? Yeah. Yes. Doesn't it? Yeah, it yes. does, yeah. Our mind is slightly... Slightly blown, blown open. Yeah, 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 definitely. Do you think that we... The way that you were speaking about how we perceive things... Mm-hmm. Do we then not? It's not that we want to be surrounded by people that are that have the same hobbies and lifestyles. It's actually that they perceive the same energy. Mm-hmm. Is that the right way to say it? It's the right way to say it because that's what you feel right now. Yeah. Because you you feel that that's right and that's right. Like if you vibe if you vibe off someone, there's yeah. no denying it. Yeah. And you don't need science at that point. You don't need to unpick apart the way you feel when you're energetic with someone. Yeah. Right? You ever just 
done a hobby or done something that just makes you feel good and you can't explain it and yeah. it's not even worth explaining yeah but yeah. you feel like you need to because that fits in with the model of like genuine human science yeah. of perception yeah the fact that humans even coined up the word normal to me shows how much we want to categorise lived experiences. Yeah. Imagine for a minute a world with no opinions, like no good or bad. We would have to be informed by something mm-hmm. and we would be informed by energy. See, if we were more energy informed, I think we would spend less time in people's company that like, doesn't serve us. I think we would like spend more time, if you love nature, you'd be like pure abundant in nature. I mm-hmm. think if we went with our energy and we went with our frequencies, we would... Obviously, I'm massively passionate about this, but I think the world would genuinely be kinder too. Because in order to get on your frequency, and on, well, you're already on it, but in order to understand and value and be able to find your frequency, you need to go inward you need to go into yourself and go hmm what is it that i don't like what is it i don't vibe with what is it that brings my frequency down yeah that comes from shadow work yeah that's what that process is so i don't completely abandon psychology because you see because we are humans and it is the 21st century and we do live in this physical plane right it's com- It's more comfortable for people to be guided through something that literally does itch the brain. Like it literally feels uncomfortable to talk about energy sometimes because you can't see it, can't feel it. You, you can just feel it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I use psychology to kind of comfortably use signs to bring people into a space that they can't quantify. Does that make, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like I think there's people who, if you said, even if you just, if we went out in the street right now and said to somebody like something about their energy there would be people who would understand what you mean and there'd be people who would be like you're talking all the shit because people are so there's so people so many people that are so just like as you said like led by science and things that they can physically see and touch Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't even acknowledge but the reason that they don't acknowledge science and the reason that they're closed off to science is informed by their energy yeah Mm -hmm. It's based on energy. It's yes. literally, like... It's like an undeniable thing. It's under. Have you ever been in a room with someone that you just know doesn't like you? Yep. But you've never... Even if you've not met them. You like just before. Get an immediate rea- you just get an immediate energy What is that? Them? Is that science or is that... There's a frequency you can feel that doesn't attune to you. Yeah. That's why I think, like... So... To see if find your frequency, where where I would start to find where you're currently vibrating, I would have a look at what you're consuming, right? Yep. Contagion of behaviour is a psychological term, right? And it basically means, you, say you're in a big hall with someone and someone yawns and then everyone else starts to yawn or cough or whatever, or you ever been in a room you don't find something that funny but everyone else starts to laugh but you're not laughing at the thing that we said you're laughing at the laughter yeah yeah you're you're contagious like behavior and emotion and psychology and frequencies and energy are all contagious so your frequency is literally informed by the stuff you're consuming the people that you're around yeah literally will manipulate your energy and your frequency so if you're watching like constantly low vibe telly listening to constantly low vibe music constantly going to visit that person who doesn't serve you anymore constantly maybe in a job that you don't want to be in what you'll find is that the law of vibration will literally come swarming into your life and you'll vibrate and bring the energies that end up making you feel a wee bit lethargic and like make you experience burnout and stuff like that what I would do for anyone that's listening right that is trying to locate their energy right take a real look at your 
your circle of consumption and and change it. Literally like change it. If you're not feeling good and you're not feeling like you're serving a higher energy, change your energy. Like put a high vibe playlist on, dance about in the kitchen, watch something that made you happier like a couple of months ago or when you were younger. If you need to start way back and watch a cartoon, do it, right? Vibrate on things that are high for you. And what will happen is that'll change your frequency a little and then you'll start to be like, that person's not in my frequency and you'll move away from them and then you'll find yourself surrounded by people that are on your frequency. That's how you locate your energy, by like literally a locus of control. Find your consumption, find the energy that you're surrounded by and, and, and doctor it, change it. That's how you do it. I think that I have, like, I completely agree with what you're saying. I can see that that's what, without knowing, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. That's what I have done over the last, like, me five years ago. Mm -hmm. I was a completely different person from what I am now. And if I think back to what I did, Mm -hmm. I was, like you said, surrounded by people that I didn't vibe with anymore. Mm-hmm. I was in a job that I hated and I was therefore surrounded by lots of people in that job who also hated their job and it was just like everywhere I went. That was, frequency existing. Yeah, there was this like negative energy yeah. and then when I changed my job that was one thing mm-hmm. but then was bringing me up and mm-hmm. then when something's bringing you up Mm-hmm. It's really easy to identify that the other things in your life are what are bringing you down. Yeah. So you then That's step away it. from those people and then... That's literally it. Yeah. But I didn't realise I was doing that. Well, you are. <laughs> You're very energy informed in that case. Oh, you are. That's what it is. Like That's as simple as it gets to be. Like You, you are in complete control of your lived experience, believe it or not. So if you want to change your energy, you simply can. Just change what you're consuming. Yeah. If people, for example, right, come to a session with me, I start to get them to see and view things in different colours, mm-hmm. right? And then like a reverse engineer memories that they have, we go really far back, it makes them uncomfortable, all of that, right? And it's not a negative thing. Because uncomfortability is yet another categorization that we place on things that we feel we can't talk about mm-hmm. because vulnerability yeah. is another categorization. <laughs> yeah. We should just all kinda be free to just like explore those things. Like they yeah. are there. They are there. Yeah. I think we're just like, it's like what you said to me ages ago about how we, when we're born, we have all this ability and then we unlearn it Mm -hmm. because of society. And that stuck with me since you said that to me months ago when we were chatting in here. And I like, I just, I see, I see kids now and I'm just like, I just don't want them <laughs> to learn <laughs> to learn to to unlearn. Yeah, I don't want to teach them something that that society learned. has yeah. taught me yeah. that has turned out like you don't want to inflict that on them. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And don't you think it's surreal we can't remember up to a certain point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just Why do you think that is? You just simply can't remember. Why? I don't know. Like, is, I don't like, know. I don't know. Is, is, it just, is it just blocked out though? Is it blocked out? Have we chosen to? Have we been? Have we been taught? Because sometimes I feel like the older I get, the more memories fade. Okay. But I don't know if that's just because I don't, because I'm getting further and further away from them, that mm-hmm. I can't remember them. But they must still be in there. They are. And then you'll just be like, it's like when you're just like sitting all of a sudden like earlier we were talking about those soft mints being blue yeah like and we're like were they blue are they uh, not blue was it what was speckly that was blue mm-hmm. yeah like, but they were they were and we had them mm-hmm. but we're but we're now questioning it yeah so have i unlearned it because now i see them as white <laughs> mm-hmm. and it just like i don't know it, it, i don't know 
quite literally right the do you know like we are so consciously aware of ourselves right like see an an animal like a snail mm-hmm. a snail is not even aware of its own existence doesn't know that it's alive poor snail right mm, poor snail <laughs> I don't know right? what that is <laughs> It just goes like, like, along, just right? And it's, it's really not built like us, right? It's chilling now. <laughs> it's just chilling there. Like, unaware that it is. Uh-huh. It's just unaware, right? And the first few years of our lives, I think we are like that. We're unaware that we are alive. We're unaware that we're here. We're unaware of our awareness of self. Yeah. So then something happens to make us aware of ourselves. What is that? What is that? I don't know the answer. Yeah. Is it perception? Do we start to perceive things around us? It's far too big a question to answer. Yeah. And here we are so desperate to answer it. That's classic human behaviour. We need to know everything. Yeah, yeah. We need to have a tangible fact. Yeah. There needs to be a reason why for everything. Yeah. Now you can't see the memories. There needs to be an end point for everything. Yeah. There needs to be a reason why we're doing things mm-hmm. and there needs to be... There was um, something I listened to recently that was like, um, we need to get better at enjoying the, the process of learning mm-hmm. rather than the learned thing. Yeah. yeah the journey. Everything feels, uh-huh. like, everything feels like a means to an end. Yeah. Like, I need yeah. to do this because then I'm going to be able to do this. Yeah. And actually, like, can you not just enjoy what you're doing now? Because we literally could be dead tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like, enjoying... It was other things really they said in... I think it was a podcast. And it was enjoying failing at something. Mm-hmm. Instead of seeing that as a negative. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can't have everything can't go be. right all the time. No. And if you were if you were right and the best at something all the time, you would never you that wouldn't make you happy either. No. Mm-hmm. Because if you just continually won at everything mm-hmm. you do. It's like when people think of the people in the world that are rich and have all this money and they just assume that they are so much happier because they have more money than that person does at that time. Exactly. But but you could you could hand me a million pound tomorrow and yes it will bring some forms of happiness but I'll still be the same person that wants to continue to learn things and do yeah. things and live my life so that's why I always think why is that person not just like lie around all day in the sun chilling like out. chilling out because that's not that that's person not who they are. No. that's not who they are they, if you had the option if I had the option I'd probably lie about for you know quite a majority of the year <laughs> with the money that I had, yeah. but I would not be that. I wouldn't be that person that was okay with doing that every day for the rest of my life just because someone gave me just enough money to do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let me ask you a question then. How many things a day do you think that you think right? How many of your thought processes do you think come from constructs that were made by humans? Like how many? Oh, like 80%? Yeah, vast majority of them. Is that not mental? Uh Uh-huh. Humans have made constructs that we now just see as fact. Like, the only reason I drink tea and coffee, right, the only reason I started drinking tea and coffee was because I was made to feel that not drinking it was unsocial. Like, those words came out of my grand once when I actually did, like, be- like, like eventually, <laughs> eventually drink tea. I was, like, I remember her saying, oh, you're so much more sociable now. And when I was at a family gathering at the weekend, right. I drank tea and coffee, and I was stood there, like, enjoying my tea, because I do perceive to enjoy it now. Mm-hmm. But I was like, it is more sociable. It is. But that's a that decision that I started down that path. Now I have to have two coffees a day. I yeah. enjoy a cup of tea. It is part of my ritual, and I, I won't deny that I do enjoy it. But it was a it was a it's social construct that I got there. Yeah, yeah. Because like, I I judge people who don't drink tea or coffee. Yeah, I don't know, I'll admit that. Yeah, and I'm I'm that I'm part of that problem. So I just think like when you were saying about what decisions every day, I'm like that decision every day for me to morning get a medicine. morning coffee was a social construct. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, right? It's enjoyable, right? Oh, yeah, right. it's enjoyable now, yeah. Some social constructs genuinely bring us structure, and humans generally now like structure. Like, a, a day of nothingness with no structure, no opinion, no social constructs might be perceived as 
I was descending into some sort of energetic chaos, but like, I kind of want us to get there. Um, how nice would it be, right? Because socially, it's socially construed that some business is private business, yeah? Yep. Like some stuff is, right. How good would it be, right, if we destroyed the social construct that stops you from coming in this door, right, and saying the stuff that actually terrifies you and actually really upsets you and actually really, really makes you vulnerable. Stuff you just want to let go of. Memories that are stuck. Imagine you could just walk in, right? And someone turned around and went, yeah, thanks for sharing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. imagine it was totally not construed as a social construct to hold that in. How amazing. Like, yeah. that would be a form of initially feeling like people were descending into chaos because everyone just like unload their baggage but I would quite like that I would quite like people to be like that yeah yeah. I don't know why people well I do know why people feel the need to hide things but Mm -hmm. we shouldn't we shouldn't live in a world where people are scared to say something because why do people feel the need to hide things well it's Um, like people come in here and there's people who we've been doing their nails for months, and then they'll say, I hate the feeling of my nails being filed. I know, like, why did you not? I'm like, you actually joking me? Yeah. You've sat here for months and suffered. Yeah. But when you could have just said at the very beginning, like, obviously it's a fact, I need to file your nails, I'm sorry, but I can, if I'm aware of that, mm-hmm. I can make sure that I'm doing it as quickly as possible, or I'm talking or to you talking throughout to the whole time you. to distract you. Sometimes I'll sit that- in silence and I think, has that just been hell on earth for that poor person? <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is the moment that they oh, hate. Oh, this is the moment they hate. And, uh-huh. But then that's that person they think not that being I'm comfortable be... because they're going to they're gonna make you uncomfortable. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they think that I'm going to be offended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And whereas in actual reality, if they said that, we can then do something differently yeah. to make them not feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Do you know what the shadow self is? No, you mentioned it to me before, and I think you've explained a bit about shadow work, but no. Could you? Do you have a gut intuition about what it might be? You're your opposite. Your opposite. Mm-hmm. Of you? No. Because that's Pre- what I think a shadow is. It's uh-huh. just like your opposite. How? Like everything that you believe. Yeah. And that's the. They just the they believe the complete opposite. Okay. So mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe this. Like if I you are only something so like, interesting. So my shadow it. self doesn't like coffee. Okay. Okay. So you believe it's playing opposite day. Yeah. You think that's what it is. Maybe. Yeah. You're 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 close to a point. Yeah. Just in there somewhere. Do you have any intuition on what it is? Because I don't want to go and tell you without acknowledging that you might intuitively be on to something. I don't know. I feel like it would be the things that are there but I don't want to see them. Or the things that are like, aren't plagued by social... Mm -hmm. It's just like the version of me that is, I don't know, authentic. That's exactly what it is. Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. And and opposite, like, has accuracy in it too, mm-hmm. by the way, right? But your shadow self, right, starts, so it's actually Carol Young is a psychologist. Your shadow self is the wounded, real version of you, right? See, when you were young, right, when you're young, you require your parents or guardians for your survival needs. So in your brain, you place them of a certain importance because for you and your child, baby brain, you believe that without your parents, you will not survive. So what happens is, you then, because you're surrounded by your parents or guardians all the time, you know the types of behaviour that get you the most amount of cuddles. And you also know the types of behaviour that annoy or piss your parents off. So what happens is, 
you mould yourself so that you can get more of the reward, more of the cuddles, and you silence the self that gets any type of rejection, right? That type of rejection could be as simple as speaking up when your dad's watching the football and he snapped at you once. Mm -hmm. Which can actually create a shadow self around public speaking. Because you, at that such young age, you're desperate for love and affection that for you, an accepted false self is crucial for your survival. What happens is that shadow self gets bigger and bigger because when you snapped at your dad or your mum just thought you looked so beautiful in that dress and those shoes that were really sore in your feet but you wore them because her face was beaming and she gave you you loads of cuddles and gloated over you in this dress and you hated the dress, right? But you wore it because you knew affection, affection, affection. What we subconsciously then teach ourselves is that there is a risk of my authenticity being rejected, so therefore it's so much more perfect for me, my survival here on earth, to be loved and accepted by moulding. The shadow self is the person you push to the corner of the room in order to send your representation of who you think is going to be accepted. And what happens is that shadow self still there and it's very much part of your authenticity because it's the part of you that didn't like that dress it's the part of you that bloody does want to speak up in a busy room because you have something of value to say it's the part of you and it bleeds in like as we get older the shadow self really molds like in primary school you will maybe entertain gossip or teasing because you don't want to be rejected by that group of people so you will go with the flock, even though internally you're a really peaceful person and you would never tease or bully or not invite someone into a game. Then it gets older and older still and the shadow self comes out in relationships because here's this gorgeous man or woman who is like such a great public speaker who loves to watch the football or whatever, right? And you're like, oh, I I want to keep this person, I want this person to love me, so I'll be the coolest girl or guy ever. I'll be so understanding, I'll be so cool when they stay out an hour late. My boundaries will bend and blend. But the shadow self's going, no, don't let him speak to you like that, actually. And I'm going to have a backbone, and actually, as a matter of fact, my opinion is you will not talk to me like that. And you don't, and the shadow self doesn't care about the loss. Shadow self cares about the self, the authentic, like, the person they love the most, right? The person that's not informed about their shadow is the person that will keep their boundaries moldable. Shadow self, I think, when we get older, scratches at the door. You've left me behind. I'm still here. Why are you not coming back for me? Like, why are you not coming back to actually, like, bring me into your life? Isn't it enough? Is it not enough that you've lost another relationship or you're part of another friend that just does not suit you anymore? Or you're going to these nights out in this particular place that you absolutely hate? Yeah. Or you keep on laughing at that co-worker who's actually a dickhead? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or, or you're in a group with people that are gossiping and you don't say, that is not cool. Don't do that. Yeah. We need to start doing shadow work. Every single one of us needs to start doing shadow work. And and I facilitate shadow work. I, that is literally probably one of my favourite things to do is get people to reintroduce themselves to this shadow self. And it's a hell of a right? Because basically you can back into a room and your shadow self is kind of like a caged dog in a pound. It's going to bite you. It's going to not trust you and you're not going to trust that that dog either. You have to like gradually go over, gradually open the cage, put a treat in, (laughs) gradually watch the dog's behaviour. And it's funny that, right? Because what happens is if you keep on going to visit that dog, right, and going and giving it treats and going and giving it love, it's not a scary dog anymore. 
It's not an angry dog. Doesn't feel neglected. You see, like, adverts all the time with dogs that are really frail and stuff like that. And with genuine persistence, this dog's the happiest, yeah. like, tongue-waggling, kind of fat, chubby thing, and it loves <laughs> the yeah. owner. Yeah. That's shadow work. Shadow work is not a healthy thing to go and open the gate and, like, think you can just cuddle yeah. it and be like, yes, I'm doing shadow work, blah, 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 I'm away, I'm all right. It's not that easy. Shadow work is like the version of you that goes back for your authentic self after years of abandoning it and going like, okay, here's a cup of tea. Tell me what you're scared of. Tell me what upset you about that day when you were four years old. Tell me what you did not like about that group of girls in school. Tell me what you regret doing and saying. And it's just like, a little bit every week. Sit with your shadow self, let it have time to speak. Don't judge it. And what you'll find is over time, it isn't the shadow, it's just you. It's just you. And what we also need to do, because anyone that watches this, right, or listens to it, imagine a world where everyone is beginning to do shadow work. So everyone's going into a room with this like caged version of themselves that's really vulnerable. What do we need to do for each other whilst we're all doing shadow work? Be fucking kind, right? Yeah. Be nice. Yeah. You have no idea what person, what version of that person's self they've worked with that day. So if somebody randomly comes in and a bright blue dress. You you might not know that that person's taken like nine years to wear that. Yeah. Tell them it's a beautiful dress. Who cares if you don't think that, right? Tell them they look good. Be kind. Be shadow informed, right? When you know that everyone has a shadow self and you know that everyone has the opportunity to revisit that so that instead of serving their moulded self on a plate, they can serve their authentic self on a plate. And kindness will make that happen. Being literally limitlessly kind to people will allow people to be authentic because see, serving your authenticity on a plate for the world to potentially reject, that's hard to do that. I try to practice it every day. Trying to deliver a bit of my authentic self every day, like things that scare me, things that upset me. I try to visit them as often as I can so I can be authentic, so that I can be really kind. I think the listener, people, I'm actually shaking when I'm saying this because my energy is just bursting out my skin. But if you're listening to this and you're really fed up being molded and compliant with something that doesn't light you up, in it. Your authentic self is literally in there and you know yourself more than anybody else does and you love yourself because that's who you are and you should love yourself. Give yourself the space to go into the shadows because you're a massive ball of light and just know that at least there's one person in the world, go check Guru, <laughs> who, who wants you to do that and will never ever judge you for suddenly doing something authentic. No matter how odd it might be perceived, it won't be perceived as odd by me. That's, that's my mic drop moment, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> it is. I think, like, it, yeah, I just I, can fully agree with what you're saying about everyone practicing that and being kind. Is exactly mm-hmm. why this room is yellow and this brand is you are you and this like we literally started yay god knows Mm. how many years ago now because it was pre 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 nails pre everything because we were talking one morning Mm -hmm. on the train both on our commute to our work Mm -hmm. and we were like I don't know how we got onto the conversation, but we kind of talked about how wouldn't it just be nice if we were all just fucking nicer, nicer to, to each, each other? other? I think we'd maybe there was like some sort of thing going on in social media at the time where 
people were just being negative. And it was like, why is, there, why is there not more why is there pages not? that spread a little happiness in the world? Yeah, like you go on Instagram yeah. and you just scroll through absolute fucking shite. And we're yeah. like, why is there not something? Why can I not open my phone and there's something happy there? Yeah. Why can I not? And why can't I say to that person that their dress was really nice? Why would that be perceived as odd if I approached a stranger in the street and said, I hope you have a nice day? Yeah. Do it. Like you should. I literally did this today. I literally did this today, and I thought about it since because I thought I hope that girl doesn't think that I was being really odd. What did you do? I commented on her page and her post and said that she was glowing. Yeah. And it's someone I went to school with, and she'd posted a picture of her baby shower, and she literally is glowing. She's glowing in the photos, and I just wrote that and put a little emoji, and I just did it without thinking, and then I've thought about it since. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, what if she thinks that's really odd? Ah, but that, <laughs> that's what, see that right there? That's when you just delete that, delete, yeah, delete, yeah, delete. But that's my, that's, that's my shadow self saying... Like Jennifer, careful, careful, like, careful. Oh, 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 a wee oh, bit of me came out there, Jennifer. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's literally it. Like a little bit of me came out there, and oh, it, yeah. we, just get back in oh, the back in the cage. You've had your treat for today. Like, right, get back in there. Yeah. And it's so funny when you said that earlier, and you were talking about tell that person about their their dress. Mm. I like I I strive. Do I do strive to do that? I just don't always do it. But I was like, how funny that I've done that this morning. And you've literally just spoke about that. Yeah. But yeah. It's and so who, who doesn't want to see a nice thing being written about them? Everyone does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone does. If, somebody, if she commented that on one of your oh, yeah. pictures, what great. would you think? Would you You wouldn't mm-hmm. think it was weird, though. No. no. And she would probably <laughs> so why have it. So no. why on earth is she? Yeah. Would she be thinking that about you? But I totally understand why. Yeah. Like because as I said, like why is it not normal for me to say to a stranger in the street, like you look really nice? Yeah. The other day there, and I think it was in Tesco, right? So I'm wild with this, right? This is my vibe, <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm like, shadow self, when you come, like, <laughs> come on down. Like, you just get your arm round your shadow self. Hello, vulnerability. <laughs> you like can find and like no. Um, I was in Asda or Tesco the other night there and this song came on. I don't know what it was, right? It was like a proper 80s song. And I just started like <laughs> down the aisle and Charlie was like that. But it only took a few seconds, right? So she's always thinking, what on earth's happening, right? <laughs> and my shadow self was like, like go girl, yes. go, right? Uh-huh. And then literally seconds later, she burst out laughing and it was a real happy laugh. And I'm like, I literally don't care. Yeah. Like, I'm happier in this situation yeah. right now. I'm probably the happiest, most vulnerable person in this <laughs> supermarket right now, but it informed my energy. I'm like, yeah, I'll make some Suzuki dip tonight. Like, you're <laughs> buzzing out my nut. No. The shadow self is often thought of as this massive, scary thing. Yeah. But when you integrate it, it's with you in the room the whole time. I have no problem with my, like, vulnerabilities. I'm no problem saying to someone you know like you look amazing today or I really love this butterfly tattoo and I love the fact it's so black like ta- how the hell is it so vibrant you know what I mean <laughs> I, I don't mind how yeah. odd that sounds right that's what I think yeah that's what my real brain thinks yeah. that's what your real brain thought when you see this girl is glowing yeah we all just need to act like that is literally how you become and your authentic self, and it feels amazing. Yeah. yeah. It does feel good. Yeah, it does. So, in terms of shadow work, mm-hmm. right, it is a hard thing sometimes for people to facilitate on their own. Yeah. Because what some people might end up feeling like they can get stuck in that room. Yeah. Like, oh, doom, the room of doom. <laughs> So, I work with, I know, like, <laughs> rabid dog in the corner, like, growling, foaming at the mouth, like, like I don't know, I don't know, or ran out of treats yeah, and like, out of the room. Um, 
I do obviously facilitate shadow work for people who've got some clients just now and that's really where it differs from like your typical sort of clinical route because this is about me facilitating you to go into this space, look at it and know when it's time to come out. Yep. I would never promote anyone to go like, okay, deep dive into the shadow <laughs> cell. Yeah. Like if you want to go down a hole of low vibration, yeah. stay there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no one, yeah. I mean it's literally years, possibly decades of shit yeah. down there. Um, what I would say, if you're going to attempt shadow work, yes you can do it on your own, it's your mind, you can literally do anything you want. Like if I want to lick this table right now, I can. If I wanted to, I could. Yeah. I, I do kind of want to now. <laughs> but I, I might actually, because then if I say it, I'm not going to. Yeah. Then my shadow self's not letting me, so wait a minute. <laughs> I did lick the table. Because yeah. I wanted to. Um, <laughs> well done, shadow self. Point to you. Um, <laughs> but no, if you are going to go down that route and you really want to like seek balance and growth from it, Maybe a guided route is a good idea. Yeah. Like, I do single sessions for shadow work and stuff like that, block bookings. But I really balance, like, light work and shadow work. What you'll find, when you start doing shadow work, you start seeing wee bits of yourself that are vulnerable. You really illuminate the parts of yourself that you like, mm-hmm. that you love to do stuff. Like, yeah. you went paddleboarding last weekend, yeah. is that right? Yeah. See... That paddleboarding. Yeah. See if you were to do like 10 minutes of shadow work. Yeah. Right? Like active shadow work. Going to that place. I'm telling you right now, see, paddleboarding. Yeah. It'll feel electric. Because there's a part of you that just wants to be in that light and appreciate that beautiful moment more. So, yeah, I would say facilitated and guided shadow work or spiritual life coaching is a really beneficial thing for people to invest in because it informs you of your energy, it informs you what it is that makes up your shadow, but then it also brings in all of the energy work that we do for really good stuff and really light stuff and happy things like the energy of nature, the energy of your hobbies, the energy of the stuff you watch and listen to. Like I'll tap you into all of that. Literally, if you come to a session with me, you could tiptoe in quite nervous to a session. I promise you, you will not tiptoe out. You will march out. You'll strut out because you'll know something about yourself. Like, I had a client last week that literally said, like, she like, held her head and was like, something has literally opened here. And next day, started buying journals, like getting up and getting on with the day, vibrating high. And this is like what we all deserve. Yeah. yeah. We all need it. Like it's not possible. What I do, yeah, I can't quantify it. I cannot measure it. Like yeah. I can't serve it up in numbers or numerical values or whatever. Um, I can honestly that. say spending five minutes, half an hour, an hour, as little or as much time with you will, ra- will raise anyone's vibration. Will it really? Yeah, honestly. Yeah, and I'll that comes it. from, like, yeah, that comes from deep inside my soul that I feel that with you. Yeah, we. Yes, yeah, same. I yeah. feel that with you and you. Oh, no. We talked about this. I said to someone, they were like, oh, how, what have you got on today? And I was like, oh, I'm working. I thought, and I said, I was like, Ellis is in, which means, like, it's going to be a good day because I will feel better once Ellis has been in. Oh. Even though I was like, I don't even do Ellis's nails sometimes. <laughs> like, I'm just in the same room as her and I feel better. Yeah. That is so nice to hear. Yeah. That's so nice to see. And I feel that way too. Like, I choose to come here, remember? Yeah. yeah. I choose to f- come into this room and yeah. into this space. Yeah. So, I get something from, you do my nails, right? And I get something from yeah. the creativity, the conversation. But Alana, you are there. Yeah. You are, you are sharing the energy. It's not yeah. like, the position of doing my nails is amazing, yeah. right? I love my nails every time I come <laughs> in and go away. But I love this space. Yeah. yeah. And see that right there. See that literal three second conversation. Yeah. 
that's each of our authentic selves saying that. Yeah, yeah. That's what's nice about it. Yeah. yeah. Like the day that you came in and you had your okay. cards with you. Mm-hmm. And like we hadn't had that pre-conversation. None of us had spoke about it. You had just turned up and decided. By the way, I brought my cards with me today, and I'm yeah. gonna do this. And that day, I was having an absolute meltdown. Weird. Yeah. Like that day, I was so anxious. I was so stressed. I was getting yeah. myself worked up about absolutely nothing, and I was just like, genuinely just went home. Like spoke to you for five minutes. It was like in between clients mm-hmm. you gave me that card said what you'd said to me and then I left and I like said I voice noted Jennifer being like I cannot describe how much better I feel after that like that's absolutely what I needed Yeah, and amazing. I didn't know that that's what I needed but that's you just amazing. decided that you were coming in like something just like, happened in yeah. my mind yeah but we could all see how like just acting from my own authentic headspace. Yeah. Like, five minutes ago, I licked the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're proving a point yeah. about your authentic self. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, like... But yeah. the person... Alana, when you're speaking to me right now, this is actually really authentic. Yeah. Your energy isn't hiding nothing from me, neither is yours, yeah. Jennifer. This is the kind of energy we need to start living in, yep. speaking in. Yep. Yeah. When you go downstairs for your coffee and the person looks like they're really happy or they have a nice smile or they're anything, tell them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Worry less about yeah, like, what they think. Yeah. 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 Because guaranteed they'll think that was really nice for I mean, you. And if they don't, then that's a them problem. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so maybe they need to go and give their yeah. little shadow self a wee biscuit. Really? Why do they? Why do they not want a compliment from another person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or why can't they take one? Why? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But this is amazing because this is literally now a table full of our authentic energy talking. The egos of all of us is like not here. No. And isn't it nice to have a non-ego involved in <laughs> yeah. discussion? Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My thighs are sweating, by the way. They're sticking to the chest. What were you saying there? Like my, just like my co-star likes to attack me on the daily about my ego. Yeah, co-star <laughs> comes in <laughs> thick with that insults, man. Every day it's like, you're ever growing ego. The co-star app is a bullet from the shadows. Let's see what it's saying today. My co-star actually told me that I was going to learn from you today, Alice, so there you go. Oh my, and have you? Let's do oh, it. Right, so everyone read out the, like, this will be the, the last main line bit yeah, of the podcast, but right, I'll read out mine. Mm-hmm. Therapy and self-reflection are most important when they feel relevant. Mm-hmm. I think that is hit my nail on the head today. Mine says, it won't be the same when you go back. Back to where? Oh, I know, I know, back uh, where? Back, back where? where? And then it said, um... It also well, said, uh, ask deeper questions. Where does it say that? Okay, got you, got you. Mine says, a great partner will watch the chaos of life with you whilst holding your hand. That's, that's that well, story well, about you and the island. I chaos. Chaos is a concept and chaos is hot. Um, and it also says, don't hesitate. You've been devoting time and effort to something. Now it's time to reap the rewards. It's good to go after what you want. Now, I've got to say, that makes me feel like a haughty. Yeah. <laughs> go after it. Do go after it. Do it. I, I, I do like... Know back where? It won't be the same when you go back. Back where, Co-Star? Back, back where? to that room with the wee dog in it. <laughs> <laughs> Go back there. I need to go back there. <laughs> what? What? I, by the way, I need to come back to this podcast because I feel like I've 
burnt pixie dust all over it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, defi- we're definitely, definitely, we're definitely doing episode two. Definitely episode two. We'll yeah. get, um, once people listen to this one as well, that t- what tends to happen is people listen and then they'll be like, oh my God, I want to ask her this, that and the next thing. Yes. So we'll do like a and a Yeah. Ask the guru some questions. Yes. Yeah. We'll definitely do a part two. Um, I just want to say thank you yeah. for coming on. I know. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks so much. My mind is blown. It is. Oh, and also, um, when's, this, when's this going on? Probably. Uh, maybe tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow or, yeah, next Tuesday. Is it okay for me to uh, promo my page for two seconds? Go for it. Of course. The, okay. the platform is yours. The platform, yep. Okay, listen up, son. <laughs> right, no. Um, good check Guru on Instagram. Yep. We'll tag you in the notes on the podcast and the on the Instagram and the stories. Yeah. Amazing. Loving that. Thanks for facilitating all the tagging. <laughs> um, also, in a nutshell, I do energy work, spiritual life coaching. I'm basically going to blow your brains open in a really good, like, um, really good PG way. way. Yeah. Um, I'm going to open your energy. You're going to find your power. Um, you can do that through one-to-one sessions, block bookings, or I am just about tomorrow to launch my ebook for um, energy work. It's five pounds. The link is in my bio on my Instagram, and that might be a good place to start. Okay, amazing. And on that note, we will 100% make sure that this podcast is ready to go tomorrow alongside the launch of your ebook. Yes! Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Ellis. And we'll speak to you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.